Pastor Michael E. Tan. I'm the senior pastor of the Bethlehem Baptist Church in Pauls Valley, Oklahoma. We're at 311 North Dunbar, 55 miles south of Oklahoma City. We want to welcome you to today's program. Today you're going to be listening to a word either from myself, my lovely wife Kimberly E. Tan, or associate minister at Bethlehem, or teacher. But before we get into word today, we just want to welcome those who are listening throughout our MySpace page at www.myspace.com backslash Pastor Michael Eaton. That's E-A-T-O-N. Maybe listening through our church website at www.heargodsword at Bethlehem.com or podcast of the same name, Hear God's Word at Bethlehem or through our Women of the Divine Faith or other ministries all on the internet. Now, let's get into the Word. We'll move all the doubt and cause the sun to see us and give us peace. Today, from those who drove the vans to the teachers and singers and ushers and everyone who's played a role in such a wonderful and marvelous service today. Amen. 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 Give God a hand clap of praise. Well, church, we have work to do. Amen. We have kingdom work as we are planning on sharing the love, but we haven't forgot about this building as well. When God tells you to do something, you don't pick and choose what you want to do. You do everything He tells you to do. Amen? And we haven't forgotten that this is the place that we believe God wants us to go. Amen? Amen. Man, and I'm praying that you get there before you get there by faith. Right. Asking you preachers to preach from here and teachers to teach from here. Amen. Amen. Us is find your door. Amen. Amen. Get there before you get there. Amen. Right. Amen. Bethlehem. Yeah, you're right. This has been a year to which God has enabled us as a church to get it right. And one of the ways he enabled us to get it right is that he began to prune us this year. And I'd like to say that pruning is not something that's meant to destroy a plant. It's something that's meant to make the plant more fruitful. Right. Amen. Amen. So if you are still here, he wants you to be even more fruitful. Right. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. In Jesus' name. We've got to have it right here at the household of the Lord first. Amen. 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 That's what the word says. For a time has come for judgment to begin at the house House of God. God. Yes, sir. Amen. And we see God's judgment or his pruning, and we know that he uh, wants us to be much more fruitful. Amen. Amen. 
Let me come this month wanting to be a, a month really of encouragement and motivation for you and your heart as we have been going through difficult times all together as a church. Uncertain times all together as a church. Certain times and the losses in our families and yes, a time of, of uncertainty. But I'm so glad that I serve a God who's always certain. Hello, somebody. Right. We've been standing on Psalm 7120, be part. For you will restore my life again. Hello, Bethlehem. He'll restore your life again. From the depths of the earth, you will again bring me up. Hello, somebody. And you will increase my honor comfort me once more. Right. So we've been standing on that word as we believe that there is a comeback that's coming. That God is going to bring you back and God is going to bring this church back. Amen. 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 Jeremiah 29 11 says that he has plans for us. And we learned on Wednesday night what those plans are. That we've got to trust in Him with all of our hearts and believe not to our own understanding, but in all of our ways acknowledge Him. We've been standing on God's Word to encourage or motivate us this month. Amen. This morning we want to share with the same life message entitled Finding Rest for Your Soul. Finding Rest for Your Soul. We're going to be looking at Matthew 11, verses 28 through 30. Would you please stand in reverence to the Word of God? Stand symbolically saying that I will stand I will. on yes, the sir. Word of God. Yes, sir. Say to your neighbor, neighbor, neighbor. or neighbor, or neighbor. I'm going to stand on this Word. I'm going to stand on this Word. Amen. Let's read this out loud together at the same time on three. One, two, three. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened. And I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. For I am gentle and humble in heart. And you will find rest for your soul. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Amen. You may be seated in the household of the Lord. Amen. We're talking about finding rest for your soul. Finding rest for your soul. We're going to talk on and around three points that the Holy Spirit gives us utterance. We're going to talk about encouragement from the worthy of the Lord. Encouragement from the worthy of the Lord. Point number two is what? Exasperation, Exasperation from, the word. from the word. Point number three is what? Ease from the word. That is a word, by the way, so All right, trying to now. figure it out. <laughs> yeah. I didn't think it was at first, but I saw it in the dictionary. All right, yeah. <laughs> but we want Christians to know that Christians should depend upon God to give rest for their soul. Christians should depend on God to give rest for their soul. Encouragement from the word, exasperation from the world and peace from word. Jesus used an analogy 
that many of us in our modern day terms are really not that familiar with. And he talks about a yoke. And he talks about how his yoke is easy. And many of us don't really know what a yoke is, and, and maybe some of you farmers know what a yoke is. And, but back in the day, and, and some of you farmers may, may know better than I do, but back in the day you had to yoke. It was kind of like a, uh, I don't even know how to describe it, as a, a, something that would put two animals together enable them to pull at the same time either that thing that you would use to till up the ground. See, back in, in my day, uh, uh, we used tillers. And I say my day because my parents came from the country and, and we had gardens in the city and it wasn't something that I liked to do, but I used to have to use a tiller, a tiller, and, 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 and have to crank it up and, and till, and you would till the ground. But, this is before tillers. These, this was a yoke. You have to yoke two animals together. And the two animals would pull together to break up the foul ground. And you may remember seeing uh, yokes also, I believe, on stage coaches where you would yoke two animals together to, to pull the yoke or to pull a wagon. And none of that I don't know. I, I've seen about it. I saw it, you know. Little Joe and Big John or whoever that was. <laughs> Little Joe, who's that? Uh, Hoss, yeah, Hoss That's uh, Something I saw Hoss Nim do. I didn't do it myself. But, but that's the term that Jesus said. Jesus says to take my yoke. Which meant that, oh, as you're yoking through the troubles and the cares of the world, you're you, 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 you yoke together with somebody that doesn't have much strength or you're yoking by yourself trying to pull a heavy load. But Jesus says and calls to the Christian that he said, hey, take my yoke because my yoke is, is easier. He didn't say that he was going to take away the troubles of the world. He just said that you can have it a bit easier because Jesus will be right by your side yoking with you. Hello, in other words, that when you're going through some bad times in your life, God is there right there by your side, yoking right next to you. And you may not feel like you can make it this morning. And the, bad, the thing that you barely did was to open up your eyes, but you felt your hope coming from somewhere. You felt your strength coming from somewhere because you were yoked to Jesus. And Jesus yoked you to work. Jesus Yoke you back home, Jesus. Yoke you in your marriage, Jesus. Yoke you dealing with your boss. Just when you thought you had enough and you was about to tell that person off, Jesus yoked you. Hello, somebody. He, he gave you some strength. Oh, the strength that you didn't have within your own might, within your own power. He gave you because you're yoked together with him. Say to him, neighbor, oh neighbor, if I'm going to be yoked, I'd rather be yoked with Jesus. Give God a hand clap of praise up in here, up in here, up in here. Not that, oh, because Jesus is yoked with me that he will deliver me from my problems. Oh, it just means that Jesus would be there with me as the old folk used to say, 
young folks sing. Oh, all we want to do is for God to open the floodgates of heaven and, and let it rain from the old folk used to sing. Oh, oh, Jesus, please don't move my mountain, but give me the strength to climb. I lost it. I know I lost it. I know. <laughs> That's why I'm not in the choir. <laughs> you say you need to pray for Jesus to go your nose. Hello, somebody. But they said, don't move it. Just yoke me, Jesus. Give me the strength to climb it, Jesus. I don't want to avoid the mountain. If you're with me, I can get over it. Hello, somebody. Say to your neighbor, neighbor. Call neighbor. If Jesus is with you, then you can get over it. In Jesus' name. Because he's yoked together with you. And he gives you strength. Oh, when you don't have strength, he gives you faith. When you don't have faith, oh, he gives you a good report. When you don't have a good report. And that's what Jesus says. This great invitation in life, encouragement from the worthy is that. Oh, I'll be there with you. Hello, somebody. Dr. Dr. Uh, uh, Freddie Haynes uh, uh, said that his, his, his baby, uh, when, when he got in trouble, his baby got in trouble. Baby got put in the, in the pen, in the pen, you know, they put the baby pen. And, and the baby saw him coming, and, and the baby was crying for him. And, and his wife saw, saw him about to go and grab the baby, and his wife said, you better not. He's in trouble. You, you better not. Well. <laughs> and he thought about it. <laughs> I'm going to keep mama happy. Yeah. <laughs> or am I going to pick up my child? And what he decided to do, to make a long story short, is that he didn't pick his child up out of the pen. What he decided to do was to get in and come with his baby boy. Hello, somebody. That's what Jesus does. Oh, when we get in trouble, when we get trapped, oh, and we're crying out for our father, oh, but yet there's a penalty for our sins. Oh, God says that I'm going to get in there with you. I'm going to yoke in with you. And we can get through this together. Yeah. We've got a hand kind of praise up here, up in here. Oh, God is saying, let me have these are the best times, but I'm in the pen with you, and we'll get through this together in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, because I'm yoked there with you, right there with you. Oh, through it all, it's no focus to sing. Through it all, I, I've learned to trust in Jesus, and I've learned to trust in his word through it all they didn't just say just on the mountaintop God you are there but you are there through it all and that's what that yoke means and, and that's what makes it light it's not that he oh deliver us from trouble but he carries us through trouble hello somebody I love this song by Nicole I believe Mullins this is the invitation that God has for us. And 
the words of the song is the sound is a little low this morning. It's come unto me and I will give you rest. We all have struggles and pains and we sit in corners and dark places. We all feel stress and sorrow. We all know what it's like at times also to have victory. But God says that I'll be there with you in and through it all. Babies and grown folk. Jesus said, I'll catch you when you fall. Jesus said, I'll be there with you when you yes, come up does. next to yes, your father. Yeah, this is an invitation. The word of God is inviting you to come yeah. unto him. And he will give you rest. The rest of a, of a baby child. Hello, man. Come unto me. And that's, that's the encouragement from the worthy. The worthy is Jesus yes, he is. himself. And the word that sends a great divine invitation for you this morning. Yes, oh, for somebody came in here and they were tired from their sorrow. Oh, they were tired from their troubles. They've just been through just too much. And Reverend Russia gave this testimony in the office. As he was sharing with me, he said, I, I've been through a lot, but I still have to serve the Lord because he's been good to me. And the way that he's been able to make it and the way that many of you are able to make it today is, oh, Jesus says, come to me. Jesus sends a divine invitation and he wants you to come to him. Oh, if President Barack Obama was to send you an invitation to come to the White House, oh, most of us here, oh, would probably keep that invitation, whether we are Republicans or Democrats or Independents, whether we voted for him or not, oh, we probably would go because of who he is. He is the president and he has extended me, oh, an invitation as a matter of fact, most of us will feel honored. Most of us oh, will probably oh, tell everybody that they've been invited to come to the White House. That they've been invited to go oh, and visit with the president. And if they don't like the president, they say to visit with Sister Michelle. Hello, somebody. Oh, I get to go to the White House because he extended. Oh, they extended me an invitation. Oh, God, this morning is extending an invitation. Oh, and it should be considered an honor. Oh, you should walk with your head held high because the worthy has invited you to come to him because Jesus has invited you to come to him. Hello, somebody. Say to your neighbor, neighbor, oh neighbor, are you going to go to him? Say to your other neighbor, neighbor, oh neighbor, you better go to him. Oh, because even if I said, no, I'm not going to go, I'm pretty sure Sister Eton would talk me into it and say, yeah, you, yeah, we don't go. Hello, somebody. <laughs> yeah, we gonna go. 
to say to your neighbor, neighbor, poor neighbor, yeah, we gonna go. He, he's extended this invitation, and we are gonna go to him. Oh, oh, and, and this text mostly is taught to me, oh, geared towards the unsaved. But God has a text for those of us who are saved. It's the same kind of invitation. And this word in Revelation three twenty, he says, "Here I am." Hello, somebody. I stand at the door and knock. And many times, folk take that as for unbelievers. But we know the context of the text. He was talking to the seven churches of Asia. Hello, somebody. He was extending this invitation to the church. Hello, somebody. Because sometimes Jesus can even get locked out of the church. Hello, somebody. And he has to knock on the doors of his own church. Hello, somebody. May that not be Bethlehem where Jesus is not locked out of the church. Oh, may that not be us. And one of the ways you can know whether Jesus is locked out or not is, is anybody getting saved? Oh, is the pools? Has the pool back here run dry? Hello, somebody. Because Jesus says that if I be lifted up, guess what? I'm going to draw some folk out to me. Hello, somebody. So Jesus is in Bethlehem knocking on the door and said, here I am. I stand at the door and knock. And if anybody hears my voice and what opens the door, guess what? I will come in and what eat with that, that person and they with me. I will, the King James, I will what suffer him. Hello, somebody. Jesus is trying to get back in the house. Hello, somebody. Jesus is trying to get into his own house this morning. Oh, they say that many churches, like our churches, are dying. Oh, traditional churches. And they're dying because what I believe is that they shut Jesus out. Hello, somebody. And they make gods of everything in the place except the people that are filled with the Holy Spirit in the place. Hello, somebody. They've locked Jesus out. And that doesn't draw folk because religion won't save anybody. Religion will make you worse, not better. Hello, somebody. Religion will give you a lot of rules. What you can't do, you can't do this. And you can't do that. Hello, somebody. You locked Jesus out of the church. Hello, somebody. Jesus said, I have come that you might have what life. And you might have it what? More abundantly. Oh, Jesus says in this text, take, take my yoke. Now, my yoke is easy. Hello, somebody. You're going to get yoked up oh, with those Pharisees and those Sadducees. And they're going to put stuff on your back and tell you you got to do this. And tell you you got to do that. You got to. And you get yoked up with the wrong kind of people. Hello, somebody. God says this morning he's ready to get back yoked up with you. Hello, somebody. He's ready to get back in fellowship with you. He says, I'm standing and I'm knocking and won't you let me in? Oh, an invitation even to the church. Oh, say to your neighbor, neighbor, oh neighbor, you better let him in. Say to Bethlehem, Bethlehem, oh Bethlehem, you better let him in. 
in Jesus' name. Give God a hand clap of praise up there. Encouragement from the worthy. And we all need encouragement because we go through a lot of stuff in this life. And I don't know whether you're going to be able to hear this or not. I'm thinking about that. The way I could interpret that is this. I could go, okay, so now I'm already carrying a heavy load, and I bring it to you, and now you say, add mine to yours. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm like, wow, but that's not what he's saying. Here's what he's saying. In order to add mine to yours, you've got to take off yours. You've got to take it off. You gotta, you gotta let my word direct you. You gotta let my people and my spirit. It, we're gonna, we're gonna start taking off things. This is worry about tomorrow. Listen, I'm in the picture. Whatever happens, I, I can take care of that if you're walking with me. So let's take that off. Uh, you're working so hard because you think you're not valuable. You've got to prove yourself to the world. No, you already have your value. I love you. You're not your job. And as he starts to unpack this, he starts to help you throw things out of the back. That. And here's the deal. You got to let him do it. You, you got to let him do it. Man. Yeah. He says, take my yoke. Hello, somebody. Are you ready to get yoked up with Jesus? Man. <laughs> Haven't you been through enough on and by yourself? Are, are you ready? Some of us are, are, are tired and exasperated from the world. He says, come to me. All you who are what? Weary and what? And burdened. And burden. The question is this morning, are you weary and burdened? Again, I believe the reason why the church is not, and even this church, is not extinct. The church is not dying. The church is not unfruitful. It's because Jesus said, come to me. And he said, all you are are weary and burdened. And I'll give you rest. And that means that there is a great harvest seed. Because there are some folk out there, as next Sunday is Shadow Love Sunday, who are weary and heavy laden. And they're just waiting on some good news. Oh, they're not going to hear about good news at the 5 o'clock news. Hello, somebody. They're not going to hear about the good news at the 10 o'clock news. They're not going to hear about the good news in the newspapers. Hello, somebody. Because it seems like bad news sells old papers better than good news. 
tell somebody the reason why I believe uh, that God has uh, so much more for us as a church uh, is that there's so much more harvest uh, out there. There's so much uh, more people who are weary and heavy laden uh, and they need rest. Uh, and, and the only way uh, we're going to be able to reach them uh, out there in the world uh, is that we in the church uh, have to get set free. Uh, Hello, somebody. See, uh, if you're so burdened and heavy loaded, laden and down, oh, you're not going to want to share anybody's good news. Oh, because really you yourself uh, don't have uh, good news. And that's why I say, and somebody can quote me on this, uh, the greatest harvest field that we have uh, oh, today is a lot of time is in the church. we got to get church folks saved. Oh, because church folk are not acting like Christian folk. Oh, church folk like to fight. That's why I say I'm done with members. You can't, oh, you can't pass the members because members think that they have rights. You can't pass the members because members think their opinion matter. You can't pass members because they think their ties is their dues and that their dues give them a say in what goes on. Hello, somebody. Oh, but disciples, oh, you can, oh, you can lead and guide and train a disciple because a disciple is a learner. A disciple is not going to be the same yesterday, oh, as he was the day before. Oh, a member will stay the same for 20 years. They won't change. They were the same honorary, ugly, messed up person 20 years ago coming in here griping about everything, complaining about everything. Ain't nothing going right in the household of the Lord. How can you say ain't nothing going right in the household of the Lord when God is on the throne? Hello, somebody. And that's what we need to get here in this place. And remember, this place is not about us. Hello, somebody. Remember, it's about them. No, it's not about us. It's about him. And he's worthy. Give him praise. And when I focus on him so much, I won't be looking at sister. Oh, sister, such and such. Oh, Mr. Such and such. Oh, I mean, focus on him. It's all about him. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. Young, the young preacher came back yesterday. Oh, I called him a preacher. He was a deacon. I'm sorry. And he said he had to. And he said he wasn't telling us to do this. But he said he had to stop going to church for a while. And, you know, and I listen. I'm like, huh? You ain't gonna never hear me say not going to church. But he said, but he went on to explain it. He says because he said he he didn't want to become a church folk. And he said he got caught up in the gossip. He got caught up in trying to fix all the problems at the church. And, and, and he got caught up in all of that and it, and it grieved his soul because that's something that he, he didn't want to do. And when he came to church, he was no longer coming to worship God, but he, he came in that place uh, trying to figure out the problems uh, that the people were having. Hello, somebody. 
That's what he said. That's what he said. He had to, he had to step back. And there's some folk in here. Oh, I want you to step back without stepping back. He came back. Uh, he said he stood out for a month, about a month. But let me tell you how you can do this without leaving uh, the service. Uh, when you come through those doors, you say, I'm going to see Jesus. When you come through these doors, say, I'm going to see God. And when I walk through the doors, and it's not about Brother Herman. When I walk through the doors, it's not about Sister Linda. When I walk through the doors, it's not about all these folk up in here. Some look nice and fancy. It's not about them. It's about him. And I'm going to focus on him. And God alone. Christ alone. I'm in this place. Not for me, but for him alone. And I do what he says do. I'm not going to spend my time arguing and fucking and fighting about what the pastors are not doing. Arguing and fucking fighting about what the deacons are not doing. Arguing and fucking fighting about what the members are not doing. I'm going to hear what God said. God said to me to leave this place. To go out and shout it out. Shout it out. And be about his kingdom business. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. Because there's some folk out there. But I'm weary and burdened and heavy laden. And I have the answer. And his name is Jesus. Hello, somebody. Give God a hand and have a praise. His name is Jesus. And if you're here, you're heavy laden and you're burdened and you're so concerned about what's going on in this place. You better get saved. You better learn who your Savior is. You better get saved. You better give your life to Jesus Christ. And if you are saved, you better repent of your sins for, for making God submit. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. Say to your neighbor, neighbor. Oh, neighbor. I got some work to do. I ain't got no time for all this drama in the church. Hello, somebody. All this mess in the church. I ain't got no time for this. L.A. preachers, hello somebody. I ain't got time for all that mess. I gotta go out and tell people about you. I ain't got time for scandal in the church. Yeah. Hello somebody. Oh, Sister Libby gonna be by herself. She ain't gonna get my ratings. She can sleep with who she wanna sleep with. Hello somebody. But I'm gonna be with my God. For I'm yoked with him. And because I'm yoked with him, I ain't caring about what Liv is doing. Hello somebody. All I'm it's Christ alone. Hello, somebody. Say to your neighbor. Oh, neighbor. Christ alone. In Jesus' name. That's what we're supposed to be about. Yeah. Amen. There's a world out there. Weary and burdened, heavy laden. Hello, somebody. And we may need to start trying to get our members saved. Because they're too heavy burdened and laden to share Jesus. We gotta we gotta get Jesus to them. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. This is our goal. We're not here for ourselves. We're disciples. And disciples don't have an opinion. A disciple don't have a vote. A disciple you, you think when Jesus said, follow me. That they took a vote. Okay, let's take a vote. Where are we going to follow Jesus? Okay. Yeah. Majority rules. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. Yes, sir. 
There's a lost and dying world, church, out there. The harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Hello, sir. All you are weary and heavy burden, I can give you rest. John 16, says, I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world, you will have what? Trouble. Hello, sir. Take heart. I have overcome the world. Give God a hand, God. Praise So here's your choice. Since you like to vote all the time, here's your choice. Okay. You can vote on carrying your trouble, your trials, and tribulation by yourself. Or vote on. Yoking up with Jesus. Yes, sir. Yeah. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. I don't know what vote you voted. This was a private vote. Don't raise your hands. But I'm going to yoke myself up with Jesus. Hello, somebody. Say to your neighbor, neighbor. Oh, neighbor. Yoke yourself up with Jesus. And one of the ways that you know that you yoke yourself up with Jesus is that you have peace in the midst of the storm. Hello, somebody. Has anybody been in a storm? Yes, sir. Hello, somebody. Do you have peace? Hello, somebody. That, that's, the, that's the fruit of the storm. Do you, do you have peace? Hello, somebody. Are you about to do what they, the rap song singer saying, y'all about to make me lose my mind up in here, up in here. Hello, somebody. No, 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 no. God gave me my mind. I'm going to keep my mind. Hello, somebody. He tells me to bring every thought captive to the obedience of Jesus Christ. That's what I'm going to do with my mind. Hello, sir. You devil ain't going to make me lose my mind because I'm yoked up with Jesus. And because I'm yoked up with Jesus, he gives me peace. No matter what you do to me, I'm going to have peace. Say to your neighbor, neighbor, no matter what happens, I'm going to have peace. That's what he said. He said. Yeah. I, I told you. I, I told you these things. He said. So, so that in me, you may have peace. I, I told you about this. Like grandmama and them tried to tell you, you wouldn't listen. And mama and them tried to tell you, I told you this. In this world, you're going to have trouble. Hello, somebody. And yes, Christian folk have trouble. Hello, somebody. As we learned in Sunday school, as brother Joseph, whether he had any troubles yes, in his life. All right. Hello, somebody. Brother Joseph will come to the stand and say, did I have troubles? Yeah. <laughs> My brothers didn't like me. My mom and daddy thought I was crazy. Got yeah. mad at me because I had a dream that they were bowing to me. Yeah. Hello, somebody. Oh, don't tell me about troubles. I was sporting my full little jacket as I went up to my brothers and they caught me on the head and put me in the pit. Hello, son. Don't ask me whether I had any troubles or not. Oh, and after that, oh, they wanted to let me die. But one of my brothers talked to me into selling me into slavery. Hello, somebody. Now, I don't know about you. I heard uh, the movie 12 Years a Slave was a very sobering movie. I'm not going to go see it because I get mad. <laughs> like some of y'all. <laughs> Joe, Joe was about 12 years a slave. Hello, somebody. 
Hello, somebody. And it was a very sobering time for him. Oh, but you say, God blessed him in his slavery. Yes, he did, but yet he was still a slave. Hello, somebody. And part of that time, he was thrown into the prison. And I don't know about you. If any of you ever been arrested, hello, somebody. I'm not, I don't want you to tell your business because some of these church folk might. Hello, somebody. <laughs> but I know that some folk in here that's been in the jail cell if they haven't been in prison. Hello, somebody. And most folk who go to jail and let you know it wasn't a very good experience. Hello, somebody. Especially those that are not used to being locked up. Hello, somebody. Oh, Joseph wasn't used to being locked up. He had to go through. He had some trouble. All right. Yes, he did. The son of the teacher to let us know that God was there with him. Yeah. Do it all. Do it all. Yes, sir. He was yoked there with Jesus. Yeah. He was yoked in the pit. He was yoked in the uh, in slavery. He was yoked in the prison. Hello, somebody. And Jesus kept yoked, kept putting him. Hello, somebody. Kept putting him to the oh, to the palace. Hello, somebody. He had many troubles. Hello, somebody. But he had the victory over them all. Hello, Amen. Amen. Say to your neighbor, neighbor, call neighbor, yoke with Jesus. You can have victory over all your troubles in Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Say, take heart. I've overcome the world. Hello, somebody. He's overcome. Because he's overcome. Guess what? You overcome. I'm going to watch this last video. Psalms come to me. God still beckoning us to him.
Amen. Come to me. Ease from weariness. Come to me, the text says. All you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. I will give you rest. Some of you may know what it's like to not be able to rest. Some of you are not resting because instead of sleeping at night, you're, you're up wearing all night about what tomorrow holds. Credible threats and maybe threats that are not credible. But you're wearing there are others that know what it's like to not be restful. And it's not because you're up at night wearing, but you have sleep apnea. And sleep apnea won't let you rest. Those who struggle with sleep apnea woke up from their sleep anywhere from a hundred to thirty or forty times a night and they, and they can't get rest and, and, and though they and many are unconscious all night long but they they wake up tireder than when they went to sleep because they haven't gotten their rest as a matter of fact it's a very serious condition because if you can't sleep or if you can't rest you'll, you'll eventually die Hello, somebody. Because our bodies were meant to rest, to re rejuvenate at night. And, and rejuvenation is meant to give you the strength for the next day. There's somebody who's, who's going through a nighttime and you're, you're not being rejuvenated. Going through a nighttime, whether you're dealing with that issue in and of itself or the sleep apnea or the troubles of this world that takes your sleep away. God says that he has the power to cure you of the sleep apnea of this world. He has the power because he says, I will give you rest. Hello, somebody. You don't know how valuable rest is until you lose it. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. Can't sleep. You don't know how healthy you really are when you can't sleep. Hello. Some of you are here today, and, and in your spirit, the spiritual realm, you you you, you can't sleep. You, you got the devil has given you spiritual sleep. Oh Lord. And you can't rest. God says today, number one, come unto me. All right. Amen. It's for the unsaved. That means you need to get saved. Give your life yeah. to Jesus Christ. Amen. Yeah. But you say, preacher, I'm, I'm saved and I, I'm still living with, living with that spiritual sleep apnea. Well, and you don't have to get saved. What you have to do is you have to repent. Hello, somebody. Because you've been living in sin. Hello, somebody. Don't you know weary is a sin? Anxiety is a sin? Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. 
Don't you even know to, to, to fear your troubles is a sin? God says, I, I, I did not give you the what? The spirit of fear. Where, where did you get it from if God didn't give it to you? Hello, somebody. So, so God says, either get saved or repent. Hello, somebody. And if you get saved or repent, then God says, I will give you rest. Right. Hello, somebody. Somebody here today needs some rest. Say to your neighbor, neighbor, neighbor. Oh, neighbor. I don't know about you, but I need some rest. Hello, somebody. And God says, I got your rest right here. Hello, somebody. Jeremiah 31, 25 says, I will refresh what? The weary and what? The faint. Hello, somebody. I will refresh the weary. Somebody here came today and you're weary and you're burdened and you're heavy laden. And somebody here, you know Jesus. And God is telling you to repent. Oh, and cast your cares upon the Lord for he cares for you. He's knocking at the door and saying, let me in so I can have fellowship with you. Let me in so I can refresh you. Hello, somebody. Yeah. Man, man. Say to your neighbor, neighbor, call neighbor. I need refreshing up in here. God says I have it for you. But mostly he's speaking to the unsaved folk. He's speaking to the Christian church to get right church and let's be on a mission because there's a whole lot of folk out there who are weary and heavy burden and heavy laden and they need this spiritual rest for their souls but you've been under the circumstances so much that you don't even share Jesus you have oh, the best answer for this world's problems you have the most prevalent gods or the most relevant God's. Some folk wonder whether or not church is relevant. Hello, somebody. Oh, church is always relevant. The real church, because the church is who Jesus is coming back for. Hello, somebody. So Hello again. This is Pastor Michael E. Town. I've been your host Hello, for today's program. Before we sign off, we just want to make sure that you have a personal relationship with God. You know, many people are waiting to have a personal relationship with God. They're waiting because they're trying to clean up their life or get right with God to stop smoking or cursing before they come to the house of the Lord. And you know what I tell them? There's nothing that you can do or stop doing that would make you right for a relationship with God. The thing that you must do, however, is take God's provision. You see, in order to get right with God, you have to meet him on his terms, and his terms is Jesus Christ. The Bible said, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. And the Bible says that we have all sinned and come short of the glory of God. But the Bible also said that God demonstrated his love towards us and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died. God's only Son, God's love, Christ died for us. So in order to get right with God, you have to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. And you can do that today by praying this simple prayer. Dear God, I confess with my mouth the Lord Jesus, and I believe in my heart that Jesus died for my 
our sins, was buried, and rose again on the third day. Dear God, come into my life, come into my heart as my Lord and Savior. Amen. If you prayed that prayer for the first time, then the angels in heaven are rejoicing. For now you are a child of the living king. Because you're a child of the living king, you have to find God's family. And that's what the church is. The church is God's family here on earth. We love, believe by faith that you've been born to the household of faith here at Bethlehem again. We're at 311 North Dunbar in Paul's Valley, Oklahoma, 55 miles south of Oklahoma City. We'd love to see you in our services. And if you're listening throughout the world, listening throughout the United States, Canada, United Kingdom, or even China, we're going to pray that God will deliver you to a Bible-believing, Bible-teaching, Bible-living church where you can grow up in the things of God. We want to thank you once again for listening. And again, if you prayed that prayer for the first time, you need to find a church home. A baby born needs to be a baby born in the family because babies can't make it on their own. And if you prayed that prayer for the first time, you are a spiritual baby. You must find a church home. Again, we want to thank you for joining us today. And I'm going to give us a final benediction. A benediction is a final blessing. Father God, we thank you, Lord, and we pray in Jesus' name that you would bless everyone at the sound of my voice, especially the new children of God. Deliver them safely to a church home and put your hedge of protection around us all. Keep us safe from our harm and danger until we meet again, either here in Cyber Church or in the service. We thank you, Father God, in Jesus' name. Amen. Hello again. This and is Pastor Mike Tom, the senior pastor of the Bethlehem Baptist Church in Pauls Valley, Oklahoma. We want to take this opportunity to see if God used this message in your heart, if, if your life has changed, if God really spoke to you and touched your heart and changed the moment in your life. We just want to thank God for how he's working in your life, but we also want to take this opportunity to see if we can get you to sow a seed in the life of our church. Right now, we're entering into a building program, and we've calling this program Vision to Reality. And this is phase one of our building program, and I've told many of our members, you know, I may not serve at a mega church, but I do serve a mega God. Not living in a mega city. This is Paul's Valley. But we serve a mega God because we're heard all over the United States and different countries and kingdoms. And we're believing that God owns the cattle on a thousand hills where you are. And if you take a moment and go to our church website at www.heargodsword at Bethlehem.com. And you can hear it. Uh, tap the link on the MySpace page or... Uh, just go to the front page of our website at www.heargodsword at Bethlehem.com and scroll to the bottom there. You'll see Vision to Reality, and that's where you can give to the building. And we, we want to do it kind of just like Obama did. And he raised his funds. It was just people, ordinary, everyday people, $25 that helped him to raise millions of dollars in a economy that people were saying that is depressed. I think that's God. I believe God can do it for us. And we want you to give. Once again now, 
If God has touched and moved and worked in your life as a result of you listening to this ministry, we want you to give to Vision to Reality and help us to make our building here in Paul's Valley, State of the Arts Build, a reality because you've taken time to give 25, 50, 10, 100, and you may be able to do more. Whatever God is laying on your heart, we need you so we can build this vision to a reality. May God bless you and keep you is my prayer. Again, go to the website, www.heargodsword.com.